The Miami Voice is not a ministry of Calvary Chapel, North Miami, and the views from guests on the show may not necessarily align with my personal views or the biblical lifestyle views of Calvary Chapel, North Miami and Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale. Hey fam, welcome to Miami Voice Season 2. The Miami Voice is a podcast looking to raise the volume of what's really going on in our community for the sake of greater unity. We're going to focus this season on mentorship, why we need it, why it's important, and why our at-risk youth are not getting it. Or are they? So, saddle up, family. We're going to get deep, real deep, into the raw truth as to what's going on with our youth and mentorship and why we believe every youth needs a mentor. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Miami Voice. And as always, I'm excited. You guys know I'm always excited. And I have different levels of excitement. And I'm not going to tell you who makes me more excited because I don't want to make the guests feel bad. But this dude right here, my Lord. Okay, let me give you the backdrop. Let me give you the, 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 the context of how I came across the guest that we have on the show today. Uh, he goes by the matter of fact. If you're from Opelika or Miami Gardens or the just the surrounding area, even greater Miami, you got to know this guy. If you don't know him, then I don't even know if you're really from Miami, to be honest with you. You can't you can't say if you're if, if you don't know him, you probably from commercialized Miami, like what they show on TV. But you're not from Miami, Miami, like Trick Daddy say, like everybody from Miami, Miami. know. anyway, I, I'm not going to keep going. So, listen, I was on a um, a a virtual kind of town hall meeting with some very, very wise and important constituents uh star x smith brought him on and he brought me on uh shout out to star x who was on the show last season uh and so i find myself in a zoom call uh with all of these high echelons these big names i'm talking about mayors like oliver gilbert and the mayor of opalaka i mean just huge names and uh everyone's speaking into the issue uh that was at hand at the time it was uh a young lady who was innocently, I'm talking about a child, man, a child that was innocently gunned down in the city of Miami. Uh, and so we're dealing with the issue of gun violence, black on black crime, our youth dying in the, in the streets. You guys know I don't take kind to that. Uh, we want to hit that on the head. We want to find solutions. As you remember, we had Rod Pasmore, Detective Pasmore from First 48 sharing his experience. So anyhow, let's get back to the context. So I'm on this call and among all the voices that spoke into so eloquently the issue and trying to uh, culminate solutions, Lamont Pop Nanton speaks up. And this dude's voice, not the tone, but the passion uh, with which he spoke regarding his heart for the youth and violence that's taking place in Miami, particularly Opelika, his passion compelled me. Uh, immediately I got off the call and, and hit him up on his messenger. Uh, and I said, brother, I have to have you on the show. We're getting ready to focus on mentoring in season two. Uh, he was kind enough to clear his schedule to say yes. Um, and months later, uh, here we are. And so, man, uh, Opelika native, born and raised, as I like to say, in the county of Dade, um, CEO of Ice Squad Entertainment, which is creating positive urban music that produces, encourages positive lifestyles and behaviors uh, he's also been a recording artist for 20 plus years and i'm not even gonna get into the backstory about how somebody stole his legendary hit but we're not gonna go there he might talk about it a little bit um he's also an executive <laughs> member of the circle of brotherhood a uh, circle of entertainment he's a community 
advocate and an activist, a motivational speaker. So hit him up if you need somebody to come speak. But also he's a single father of three, uh, which is a significant part of his testimony. And he's a man of God. I know um, that he loves the Lord because I've been following him low key on Facebook and everything that he puts out there is enriching and uh, encouraging and integral. And so ladies and gentlemen of the Miami Voice, man, I'm excited to have Lamont, a.k.a. Pop Netting on the show. My dude, what is going on with you? Wow, what's up? What's up, Darren? Man, I'm like, I'm waiting to hear who you. I'm waiting to hear this person come on the line. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is uh, uh, quite an intro, brother. I'm I'm very humbled by that. But thank you so much for having me on the show. I really. Appreciate I'm humbled it. that you would say yes and that you would lend. Uh, your Miami voice to us, man. And so let, let's get into it. I try not to captivate the audience for too long because, you know, these days our young folk have a low attention span. So anything over 30 minutes is just right. going to be a failure. Uh, so let, let's just dive right into it. Uh, and if we go over 40 minutes, then oh, well, because I know you got some stuff inside of you that just needs to come out and I want you to have the platform to do it. So, man, tell us, man, right now, uh, of all the things that, that you've been kind of just delving into with the i squad entertainment and 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 just uh being you know an executive member of the circle of brotherhood we're going to talk about that what are you working on big right now uh currently and also what do you if you can tell us what are you dreaming about man what do you feel like god is doing uh for some future endeavors when it comes to uh your heart for our youth and, and mentorship and and trying to mitigate this issue of black and black crime gun violence in our city right okay well um, definitely, um, on, on a few fronts, uh, I got some things in the works, um, with Ice Squad Entertainment, you know, that is definitely, uh, my baby, my passion. Right. Uh, I, since the inception of it, I actually, uh, that movement actually began in 2008. Um, for those who don't know, the ICE in Ice Squad stands for Integrity, Character, and Excellence. Mm. And that actually, a lot of people... Uh, think that I came up with that, but I actually didn't. And um, it ties right into what you just talked about with mentorship because I actually got those principles from my mentor mm. uh, who taught me those principles. So, um, you know, definitely want to send a, uh, some love out to Dr. E.J. McKenzie. He's the uh, senior pastor at Panorama Christian Center in in, uh, in Miami Gardens. Mm. And uh, I, uh, you know, that was whew, so many years ago. But when I first... Um, you know, came, walked into the doors of the church, you know, from, you know, from the streets and a lifestyle that was definitely destroying me slowly. Um, I, I, uh, met that man and I was introduced to him. I was introduced to him and by my father and my father, uh, was already being mentored by him. Mm. And so I was at a point in my life where I was feeling, suicidal. I was feeling like my life didn't mean anything. I was constantly getting in trouble, wow. uh, having to get bailed out of jail and just, you know, I was actually, uh, I was going through a divorce at the time. It was just a big mess wow. in my life. And, and so, you know, he asked me almost 50 times to go to church and I always turned him down. But this particular time I was right for the picking. Mm. And so, and so I finally joined him one day to go to a men's meeting which was at the church. And um, when I went to the men's meeting, the name of the meeting was called, or the name of the group rather, was called the Icemen. Mm. The Icemen. And uh, that I found out that that's what the ice stood for, integrity, character, and excellence. So it was a group of men that were being mentored 
how to become uh, um, just not only great men of God, but great men in general as fathers in society. And, and, and um, it, it really spoke to me from my level that I can understand as a man. Right. So that's where the ice came from. I just wanted to, you know, basically set that foundation so people know that, no, you know, nothing, nothing is... Is, is an original. We all, everything we do is birthed through relationships. Come on, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Everything is birthed through relationships and experiences. That's good. And then we take that and we continue to um, share with others. So um, me as being a, ment a mentee under that tutelage, I decided, well, I would not really say I decided, really God revealed to me what my calling and purpose was for being in that group. And um, I already was in the music industry for many years before that. But on the other side, <laughs> you know, I was on the other side. Right. I was a part of the problem, let's just say. <laughs> right, uh, right. You know, let's just say that. But then when God, and, and I was ready to give it all up for God, you know. But then God revealed to me that, no, I don't want you to give that up. I actually want you to take these principles and I want you to apply it to what you've already been doing. So that's when Ice Squad um, was born. Um, it started off as Ice Squad Records. And then in 2015, we rebranded as Ice Squad Entertainment. Love so that's like, you know, a little back, a little backdrop, you know, short version, if you will, of where, you know, where it all started. But it's all about, just like you said, um, it's about producing positive urban music into our community that will promote po uh, positive lifestyles and behaviors. Like, we need that. Um, mm. Integrity, character, and excellence is what I have discovered is that is missing in the industry. Mm. Um, when you look at the whole scope of things, we we have so much. I would say the thing that we hit on the head the most is the excellent part, and that's that should be in regardless everywhere. Right. But the, the the integrity and the character part is where it we're causing causing the most damage to our youth. We're causing the most damage to our young women. We're causing the most damage to families because oh, whether pe where people where, whether people want to accept it, acknowledge it or not, the culture does not dictate the music. The music dictates the culture. Yes, sir. Why? Why? Where do you think we get slang from? Mm. Music. Where do you think we get our fashion from? Music. Where do you think we get um, the latest dances from? You know, the, we're watching to be told what's next. Mm. We're watching and we're listening to be told what's cool, what's popular, what is the mindset now that is the norm. Mm. You understand? So um, I'll go, I'll give you a prime example. The early days of hip hop, calling a woman a, 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 a bee was almost, was, 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 was seemed as disrespectful and insulting. And when a woman said, I'm not a bee. Don't call me a bee. All the women got behind her and said, yeah, she's right. She's right. We don't deserve to be called that. You know what I'm saying? And then you have, you know, brothers standing up saying, yeah, our women are not bees. Was that, dur was that during like the Queen Latifah movement? You, you, you and I, yeah, Queen, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Queen, uh, Queen Latifah uh, movement. Uh, money love, yeah. you know, all, all, all of them, man. We, we, you know, we showing them so, how old we are, Pop. We showing them how old we are. Yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, that's wisdom. That means that we got some wisdom to share. We earn oh, these gray means... hairs in this beard, huh? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So so when you look at it now, uh, where we are now, look how the narrative, narrative has changed. Now women proudly 
say I'm a B. Mm. They, they, they call each other that. Wow. You understand? Wow. Men have no problem calling calling um um our, our women our women that. You know what I mean? So it's like the narrative shifted so much, and that's just one aspect. That's not one to aspect. mention. Yeah. That's just one aspect, you know, because the men, our young men, have been damaged. I mean, uh, you know, so traumatically, it's crazy because the, the the school to prison pipeline is being promoted through the music that we make. You talking my language? Come on, drop that gem. Come on, man, and 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 so now we have brothers that used to be uh, proud to be intelligent, smart college students, proud to be. Uh, uh, representing their intellect and how many new words that they learned and, and how many uh, uh, things they read and studied and how they can put it into song and educate others. We, we, we turned away from that mm. to a, a lower level and a lower um, um, vibration of ourselves to now almost to where we're, we're cavemen. Now, hip-hop hip cave- used, used to be intellectual. It used to be intellectual, absolutely. Mm. That was something we took pride in. We took pride in being intellectuals. Now, being intellectual, you're, you're called corny. Yeah, now you got to mumble. Too- now, now it's all about how, how, yeah, how, how much you, you can mumble. Exactly. You got to mumble. You can't use too many big words. You can't talk about something that actually um, enlightens the has thought process and the con- consciousness that has substance. Right. You have to, con- you, you, in order to be considered, um, I guess, um, normal, <laughs> uh, you know, in order to be considered normal in this current pop culture, you have to be uh, willing to degrade your women. You have to be willing to degrade each other, uh, another black man. You have to be um, talking about death, destruction. You have to be um, basically promoting the very things that have that have been set up to destroy us as a community. Wow. So we have gotten so far away from using music as a tool to empower us and we have been so sleep in that because the industry and the powers that be have allowed us to become very very wealthy pop hold on and man hold money, on hold on hold on you, you just said something yes, I, I can't let you skirt by you said we're so sleep okay are you saying that we we done got so woke we done fell asleep Oh yeah, because absolutely. because we got this socially conscious woke movement happening right now out there where everybody's trying to be woke. Meanwhile, you saying our eyes so wide open that we done shut them. Listen, we're woke, we're only woke because of the things that we don't have to be accountable for. That's Ooh. the only things that we're woke about. We're only woke when it comes to um, looking outside of ourselves or looking outside of our 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 our, um, our village. You know, that's wow. a very easy position. That's a very easy position to take, although it's valid. Right. And it needs this, to be addressed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it definitely needs to be addressed. Correct. But at the same time, if it's truly about black people and our lives mattering and it's about us being in a better position as a community, then wouldn't the things that we do to each other hold just as much weight, if not even more? My God. You understand? But but it's the accountability factor is why that swept under the rug. Because, see, once we begin to do self-evaluation, we now have to face the fact that we have ignored something that has been right in our face the whole time because we, why? Because we have benefited from it. Mm. We have benefited from it. Every time I bring these conversations up about the state of our music and the, and the impact that it has in our culture and it, with our youth, the first thing that those who have a hand in it say, and I'm not talking about white folks, the first thing that they say is that they bring up the money. 
Mm. They bring up the bottom. They bring up the bottom line. They bring up the re, the, the, the 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 wealth that it, it it accrues. They they bring up the um the generational wealth. They bring up the um the fame and the fortune. They bring up all of the things that, in their mind, overshadows the damage that is done that is being done to our youth and and to our community from a mental aspect My because God. the our cultural integrity has been bought with a price and that price has been the the ability to become a multimillionaire and now, that's how we have been silenced in that area let me let me ask this question you you talked about the benefit of of the this degradation of our people but it, it is true that the majority culture, or some would say, a.k.a. white men or white women, they also are benefiting from that because they're, 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 they have a hand in the industry. Is that not true? I, I, could, be, I could be off here. Fact check. No, you are, you are absolutely right. And, and, and see, that part gets addressed more than anything. But see... I don't have to join that fight because that fight's been going on. I'm, I, I want to look for the fight that nobody wants. I want to be, be a part of the fight that nobody want to talk about. Because so, that's usually where the most damage is. That's usually where there's a chink in our armor and the enemy's able to creep in and destroy us without us even knowing. So, so let's, let's so talk about it then. Let, let's talk about that absolutely. fight. Absolutely. So here we are in, yeah. in, in Miami Gardens, Opelika. I... I I mentioned I was on a uh, podcast recently with uh, Detective Roderick Pasmore, a f- former detective with Miami Police, City of Miami Police, uh, also uh, one of the stars on First 48. And he gave a very raw bird's eye view of the reality of our youth. Um, one of the challenges that I threw out there with him as we dialogued was the question, um, is the issue of racism the narrative of our particular region here in Miami, or is the issue of black on black gun violence more of a prevalent narrative uh, in in Miami Gardens, Opelika, in our region here in Miami? Now, Roderick was very careful to make sure that he said, "I can only speak for." He said he can only speak for Liberty City because that was where he patrolled, and I appreciate him making sure that he contextualized it. But I know mm-hmm. you have eyes all over Miami. I'm going to ask you the oh. same question. We know that there's an issue with the nation. We know that there's something broken with the system. We understand that. That's that's very easy to see if you if you look at look at the news this past summer and and throughout the history of our nation. We get it. And 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 there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're we're as a church, I can say we're dealing with that. We're doing our part uh, in our little small church in Miami Gardens. But the question that I want to ask you in particular is, do we have as much of an issue with racism as we do an issue? with the gun violence and the black on black crime, or are they, as Roderick Padmore said, equally yoked? Uh, and, and, and so speaking to that, let me know what your perspective is. Cause that's, I know that's the battle you're fighting. I know it's the hill you're willing to die on is right. this black on black crime. A- issue. A- absolutely. Because at the, this is, this is my take on it. Whenever that comparison comes up, this is my take on it. I, I, I pose the question. Does it, if, if we're, if we're out here dying, right? Every day we're out here dying. Does it matter who kills us? Oof. Or does what's more what's more important? Who kills us or the fact that we're dying? That's good, Pop. Because you know what I'm saying? What's more important? Because if the fight is about who killed us, then do we really care about the lives that's being lost in our community? You understand? Because Man, that's a good we're dying at the hands of racists, 
We're dying at the hands of each other. But we're dying. Our youth, are, we have young men that have not, they're not even getting to see 21. Mm. So the, common, the common denominator is the fact that we're dying, period. We're dying, exactly. See, and to me, that's where agendas come into play. That's where agendas come into play. Because, see, when you talk about the uh, racist aspect of it, now you're talking about the political realm. Now you're talking about yeah. uh, 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 getting your political stacks up. Yeah, now you're man. talking about uh, funding. Now you're talking about, you know, titles and you're talking about positions and things that are going to uh, bring more success and fame towards you as an individual because it's a it's a it's a topic that is not going to get resistance from your own people brother but i just you... i just i just got off of, I, I just got off a radio program yesterday and i said mm -hmm. it to our church last sunday i said we know that racism is is repugnant it exists it's out there i said but we've got to be careful and wake up to the fact that the politicians and i'm not against politicians but the politicians have utilized the issue of race as a pawn to divide us as a people even more well, yeah, I mean, the the, the, honest, the truth of the matter is racism has been around and it's still around. Um, I think everything, every a lot of things that we are dealing with, even in our community internally, ultimately stems from systemic racism. Oh. But at the end of the day, we are still uh, uh, um, um, vessels, human vessels with free will. Yeah. We are human vessels with free will. Um there is still the, there's still a thing called the choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of times when we talk about the artistry aspect, and we have and we bring up the fact that so many of our black entertainers are promoting the very things that are, are have been set up to destroy us. People talk about well, it's their environment. It's their environment. Okay. Well, who who says that your environment has to produce negative negativity in your mind? Mm. Negativity in your actions, negativity in your lifestyles. Bob Marley is a great example. He grew, he came, he grew up in the trenches. He could have easily uh, became a gangster and promoted that. Right. But he said, "You know what? I'm going to take what my experience, and I'm going to show people how we can overcome this." You I understand? Love I love it. And so you still have the choice. Yeah. We have a lot of our, our rappers had that mindset. They'd be like, yeah, I know I'm from the hood, but you know what? I'm going to use my platform to talk about the problem from a perspective of, hey, awareness. we need to know what's going on. We need to fix what's going on. Not, oh, I, we, hey, this is what's going on. I'm a part of it. I love it. I'm going to do it some more. I'm getting rich off of it, and you should do it too. That's two totally different conversations. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, so, so it's not storytelling anymore. It's advocacy. Wow. Say We're that not again. telling Say that stories again. anymore. I said it's not, it's not storytelling anymore. It's advocacy. That's good. And that's the difference. So we can't use these old apologetics uh, that we throw out there to, to, to justify what's happening by saying that, oh, they're just telling stories or it's their environment. No, no, no. You know, you, you, you know what's being done is not good for your people. So you are choosing to put that out. Who, what record executive came to your head, came to your house, put a gun to your head and said, I want you to sign this contract right now. I'm going to pay you and I want you to put out music that's going to mentally destroy your people for generations to come. Nobody can have, nobody has that testimony. Some people will say Suge Knight so we, did, though. 
Oh, man, please. <laughs> Listen, anybody that dealt with Suge Knight wanted to deal with Suge Knight. You're right, you're right. <laughs> okay? They wanted to deal with Suge Knight because they knew Suge Knight was the connection to what they desired. Yeah. They just chose to go the, you know, the most craziest route possible. But, so but, it's obvious um, we've got a problem. We, 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 know we, we got a problem, man, and, but we got a solution, too. So talk, talk, talk to us, because I know, I know you've been working, man, you've been, you've been pounding the pavement, man, and you've been grinding hard, and, and, and a lot of the fruit from your, your labor is pretty evident, man. So talk to us about some of those solutions, because we, we could, you and I are both passionate individuals, we can, we can hoop and holler all night, and I could, right. I, I enjoy talking to you, but, but aside from the, the passion, let, let's poise our people right now and position them uh, to go out and penetrate the community. I'm trying to see how many P words I can use in this sentence. <laughs> but, but to make positive change. Uh, so I think I use seven mm-hmm. P words there. So let's talk solutions, man. You got, um, you've got the circle of brotherhood that you've got uh, working uh, in the works. Talk, right. talk to us about some of that stuff, man. Well, the circle of brotherhood, um, what I consider my family, um, our motto is black men solving our own community problems. That's our motto. And we are all black men from South Florida that have come together and we first acknowledge and recognize that we were part of the problem. Mm. And that is our true power right there, which a lot of people don't realize the way we are able to move the way we move is because we first come as humble, apologetic and repentive willing vessels. Wow. You understand? Yeah. We, we, yeah. we first confess we first confess that what we see in our community is partially our fault personal so that's accountability the first thing. personal accountability that's the first thing and now that we recognize that now we recognize the opportunity that god has given us to be a light in the midst of the darkness that we created so what we do now is we go right back into the, our same hoods our same communities and now we do things that are productive in our community. We do ment- youth mentorship. Um, we, we go to schools and read to the children. Um, we do um, um, community activities such as food drives. And um, we also do um, um, rallies when there is violence going on in our community. And we try to curb the gun violence and bring awareness to it. We have um, uh, work readiness programs that prepares our community for the workforce where we help them find jobs, but before we help them find a job, we help them get mentally ready to keep the job. Mm. And that's a very missing, a big missing element in our community. We have a lot of services that will help people get a job, but they don't prepare them to keep the job because we are damaged a lot of times. We are so damaged that we don't know how to interact on a corporate level, so we go to this corporate environment with a hood mentality, and then we end up you um oper- operating on our job like we operating in the street and mm. we lose it. Wow. You understand? Yeah. And oh, so yeah. we help we help we help our people to renew their mind concerning being a good employee. And if they don't desire to be an employee and they desire to be a business owner, we have programs that help them become entrepreneurs. But it still requires a mindset transformation because if you don't have the right mindset and being a business owner, you will destroy your, the business and yourself. Wow. You understand? So human transformation is one of the key elements to our work, and we try to implement that into everything we do uh, because we, we believe that self-improvement is the basis for community development.
development. So, I mean, there's so many things we do. I mean, it, 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 the, the, oh, it's just a, a plethora. Um, we also have the Peacemakers Initiative, which I'm actually a part of, where we are boots on the ground every day, um, every single day, and we report to um, shooting scenes, and we, we deal with the community right on the scene to see if there's anything we can do to assist the family. I love it. And we also... And we also provide counseling and services to help get them um, to the next phase through that process. And, and, and check this out, Darren. One thing that we do that a lot of people tend to overlook is we don't also, we don't approach those situations just looking to assist the, uh, the victim. We also want to reach the shooter. Wow. We want to we reach the shooter, too. So we're, we're there in the court. We're there um, as they're dealing with that whole uh, arrest process and and, 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 and um, sentencing and everything like that because we feel that every, we want to help everybody. Everybody, our whole community is damaged. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything that we're seeing is a, is, is a result of that damage. So we, we're about saving lives, saving souls. And um, not to just, we don't justify wrongdoing, but we know that if we can just get to you before you lose your life or you hurt another life, mm. then maybe we can we can help you be, become a better person. Because remember what I said in the beginning: we remember where we came from. Yeah, we were we were that we were that person. You were out so, there. I mean, and you so know because you were in those streets. Yeah, we love on them. Yes, sir. Listen, sir, listen. And I in, in my hood in Opelika, most of us we had a double life. Yeah. Some of us we had a triple we had a triple life. We had one life at home, we had one life at school, and then we had another life in the street. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I come home, my mama, you know, she thinking I'm just a good boy doing my thing, going to school, you know, she know I like this old hibbity hop stuff, this this rap crap <laughs> what she used to call it. Mm -hmm. That's all she know. But she don't know that I was actually trying to live what I was rapping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a jack boy. You know what I'm saying? I did tote them things. I love to fight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The Ripper, the Ripper meant a lot of things. <laughs> you wow. know what I'm saying? Pop the Ripper, the Ripper meant a lot of things. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I know about that mindset, but see, I also recognized after my mind was renewed and I was transforming my thinking that I was basically a walking dead man. So a, a dead man has no knowledge of what the living are doing. Yeah. And seeing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was blind to what life really meant and what it really was. So I understand being in that dark place. So I'm able to now reach out to others who are in that place and bring them from darkness to light. My Lord, that's a story of redemption all by itself, man. So is it, safe, is it safe to say, because I know we've, we've, I've heard the complaint and I've tried to make, make sure I've corrected it because it's inaccurate, but people have complained about Black Lives Matter movement. And I, I don't agree with them on many fronts. I, I, matter of fact, I diametrically disapprove on a lot of the things that they stand for. Uh, but what I will defend them in is this. Oftentimes, they get the, the rap that they don't show up when a black live is, is killed by another black live. Uh, and, I, and I try to explain that if you look at their literature, uh, they don't specialize in showing up when, when black lives are killed by other black lives. They only show up when the, the, the crime is attached to a governmental structure. Um, and so you can't expect the Black Lives Matter to march in the neighborhood when the gun violence is as a result of another uh, black individual. Um, but what is refreshing to hear is that you can expect the peacemakers to put boots on the mm -hmm. ground. And to begin to march in the yep. neighborhood. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot, And I'm glad, I, I pray that this podcast makes it so far because people need to know that there is 
a remnant of individuals that are willing to put the boots on the ground when another life is lost at the hands of another black life. And that's the peacemakers. And not only, again, as you said, you're not just going after trying to help the family of the victim, but you're trying to even restore the life of the shooter. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And and with Black Lives Matter, I, I, I just chalked that up to bad marketing. Yeah. I just chalked that up to bad, bad marketing because that statement, Black Lives Matter, is so broad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so loaded that, of course, people are going to apply that to every situation and circumstance that black lives are involved. Right. So I think they should have been more specific in their approach so that people would not be having any misunderstanding Correct. of what they represent. Correct. You know, maybe they should have said, you know, black lives matter uh, when, I don't know, uh, black lives matter when shot by cops. You know Correct. what I mean? That, that's exactly right. If you look on their website now, and you're, you're talking since 2013, the inception of the movement, uh, up until this point, mm -hmm. they really just started to articulate what they're about because they've been having to answer that particular question for so long. Like, why won't you show up when there's black on black crime if black lives truly matter? And so they just started to articulate the fact that they won't show up because that that is not their wheelhouse. Exactly. It's not. And uh, like I said, I agree. I, I think it's just bad marketing. I agree with the statement. But, oh, um, as do I. I, I I'll shout yeah, Black Lives Matter all day subscribe. long. I just don't all believe day. with some of the doctrine that they stand for uh, because it's, it's exactly. not really biblical. Actually, matter of fact, not, I said not really. It's actually not biblical in a lot of sense, uh, in many senses. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, the, the, the hashtag actually came from the Bible when, when God said he created man and woman in his image. So anybody that's created in, in the image of God matters. Period. They matter, right? <laughs> you know what that's I'm right. That's uh, right. Uh, but, right. But what happens? Rock, they they put a hashtag on it. Right. I rock that. I rock that shirt all the time, and because I believe that is a very powerful statement, and the world needs to constantly be reminded of that. But um, you know, when it comes to uh, black on black crime, you have to understand there there's two fights on that front. Yeah. Um, the first fight is with um government, who says, well. If, if if that's important to y'all, why are y'all you know if that's so important, why are y'all killing each other? You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then and then we and then we have a fight right in right at home with our own people because there are black people who actually believe that 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 uh, black on black crime has nothing it has nothing to do with uh, uh, um, the fact that we are getting killed in the streets by police. But like I said. At the end of the day, we're dying. Yeah. So if Black Lives Matter, then the fact that we're dying should be the main point. Yeah. And we should that do should anything be alarming we can enough. To, that should be alarming enough. And we should be able to come together in the same strength and the same numbers to fight to fight that. Because whether we're dying from uh, 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 gunshots from, from, from our next door neighbor or gunshots from the police or even... And we're dying from uh, uh, um, um, diabetes. Mm. We're dying. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we need to really um, uh, uh, expound on that whole Black Lives Matter, uh, um, you know, statement, that, that and maybe break it right and break it up into, um, you know, I guess you can call it uh, divisions or yeah, something you got, like you, that. You got you got to quantify it because we got a myriad yeah, of issues happening that. out here. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, put me on the team that's dealing with what we're doing to each other because, you know, it's one thing to know that 
you know, when I walk out my door, you know, and I see somebody that doesn't look like me, I know that there is a threat possibly in that from coming from them due to racism. Mm -hmm. But if I got to wake up every day and I got to worry about the people that look exactly like me, then I don't even want to wake up. Wow. I, got, I, I can't even go. I can't even go out my house because the person right up the street could be the, the person that pulled the trigger. It's a double-edged sword, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a double-edged sword. So a black man in America is just, is, is just um, you know, it's like a catch-22. We can't win for losing. Like, everybody want us. <laughs> everybody so, so, want so us. that dead. means we got to change us, if that's the case. Yes, we have, to, we have to change us. And it starts with accountability. It starts with first recognizing that we have the power to bring the change. Because a lot of times the reason we don't fight, Darren, is because we don't believe we have the power to do it. When mm -hmm. I bring up the issue of the music, everybody acts so helpless. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about from the industry people, the industry execs, to the radio people, to the artists. Everybody acts like we're just helpless puppets on a string. But we're not. Who are being... You're right, we're not. Because here's the thing. This is our community. You 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 this have a you have community. a success story. I, I I I did some research and there's a rapper, I believe, that you guys turned from one who was out there spitting basically vitriol uh and and a lot of dogma about the community. And I think he, didn't he change his course? Ah, you must be talking about uh G Dot. Yeah, man. G Dot Savage. Yeah, G Dot Savage. He's definitely one of our uh, great success stories with the peacemakers. Um, we worked with him straight. We got him straight out of uh, uh, juvenile detention. I, I saw straight that. I, I, I want yep. sh share a little bit about that, man. I did some research. I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I can't end the show without you telling a success story. So I want you to tell that story, and then I want you to share some words of wisdom uh, as we close out, and then anything that you're working on in the future, and then how we can get in contact with you. So share share the G dot success story. Okay. Share some words of wisdom. What you're working on in the future. And how we can how we can connect with you in the future too. If somebody wants to hit you up if they heard this podcast and love what you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. So the story with G. Savage is that um, uh, you know some of the work that we do that that a lot of people don't know about is before COVID, we used to go right into into the uh, juvenile um, jail system, and we used to talk to the youth, and we used to um, speak to them, and 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 basically you know come in and and just have conversations with them and train them and teach them, you know, uh, self-improvement strategies. And so as we're doing that, um, you know, as the Circle of Brotherhood and the Peacemakers, uh, one of the teachers there um, suggested that we uh, we reach out to that young man, uh, G-Dot, it was, you know, which is he's known as. He's a very popular rapper in Miami, but, you know, he, he came from that street lifestyle uh -huh. and that's what he raps that's what he rapped about so the teacher made a statement she said well if y'all can get him then y'all can get anybody uh. if y'all can change him y'all can change anybody and that's what she said before we started working with him. that's all you needed to hear and so, that's exactly it's all we needed to hear we like give it give him to us give him to us and so i, I definitely want to give much respect and credit and honor to my brother anthony blackman uh, he's a very dear brother of mine. He's also an executive member of the Circle of Brotherhood. I just saw an interview with you and him on live. Uh, you guys did a Facebook Live, I think, to, uh, la oh, last yes, week. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. That's my brother. He's also um, an executive in the music industry. He has a record company here in Miami called Black Man Music Group. And he has actually he's on the same mission, too. So the work is 
the work is spreading. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And so, um, you know, he we placed the uh, uh, G dot with 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 Blackman, and they began to work on a project with Miami Dade school system, and it was career, it was called Career in the Year, uh, basically um, promoting technical colleges as an option to going to traditional college. Mm and getting a career uh, in, in, in only a year. And so G-Dot, um, through the mentorship, uh, the direct mentorship with Anthony Blackman and his association um, uh, uh, with the Peacemakers and the Circle of Brotherhood, um, we made that happen. And um, he ended up doing a, a, a record uh, called Career in the Year, which became the, the uh, I guess you would say the uh, the, the 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 advertisement yeah, the theme song. for the career the, the yeah the theme song for the career in the year program and now G dot is pushing education. Wow, you know what I'm saying? And this is this is somebody who is like official. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's official. He he knows he knows the block. He's from the block, and everybody know him. So so you know it's like um you know it's, it's like one getting one of the big dogs. To come in and 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 and, and, and switch sides almost, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a big deal. So, yeah, it's a big deal. So so you know that is definitely something that um we're very very proud of, and we give God all the thanks, all the praise, honor, and glory for transforming that young man's life. Now, obviously, you know it's a process. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Oh, sanctification is a process for all of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 but the the thing that's so beautiful is that. When you're in the forward motion of sanctification, it just goes from glory to glory. Come on, that's you know it. what I'm saying? Which, which, which means exactly, which means that you get better and better and better. You get stronger and stronger and stronger. The the light gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Yes, so as this young man is growing and maturing um, as, as an as an adult, our influence in his life is helping to shape his mindset. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we want your, we want that young man that's out there toting the AK-47. We want that young man that's out there slinging dope, that's that's you know in and out of jail or whatever you whatever you think the jack you know boys. is bad. Yeah, yeah, the Jack boys. Send them to us because we know about them boys because we was them boys. Mm. So send them to us and watch what God do uh, um, through through men that's willing to lay their life on the line and and their time and their sacrifice. For the for the benefit of the next generation, so you know speak, what I'm saying. Speak, speak, and, to, speak to the next generation right now, man. Just give give a quick word of wisdom, and then tell us how we can get plugged in, how we can reach out to you uh, for any future endeavors. I I know I'm going to reach out to you in the future to try to see if we can create some partnerships and consummate this relationship. But give a give a word of wisdom, man, and 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 how can we reach out to you guys? Okay, well, to the to the next generation, I say this. First of all, I apologize. I apologize for the part that I've played in creating this environment that is now considered to be normal. Mm. I apologize for making you think that it's cool to be a thug and a gangster. I apologize for contributing to that. I apologize for making it okay to disrespect our women and treat them like prostitutes and whores instead of queens and mothers and daughters and sisters. I apologize, and I, and I apologize for setting that example. But I do want to let you know that although we have made 
myself and many other men have made that mistake and not been the men that we're supposed to be in our community. We are here to redeem the time. Mm. We are here to give, to give, uh, to, to create another opportunity for you to get the example that you needed to see. Some of you don't have fathers around because, you know, due to, um, you know, this, this systemic, uh, environment that we're in that produces, uh, more criminals and more inmates than fathers and, mm. and, and, and success stories. Uh, we still have men that are in place that can be there for you as a mentor. So we want you to reach out to the circle of brotherhood. If you need help getting out of a gang, you call us. If you need help getting a job, put some money in your pocket, call us. There's a lot of ways to get that bag. There's a lot of ways to get that bag. You just don't know about them. And we can help you with that. We can help you with that. If you want to see your mama happy, you don't want her crying no more, worrying about you, Holler at the Circle of Brotherhood. Just tell us, you know what? I don't know what to do. Can you help me? All right? Our young sisters, you are queens. You are not, you are You are more than just your body. Your body is a temple. Your body is so precious that the only person that should ever see it or touch it is your husband. That's how precious your body is. And we're sorry for making you think anything less than that. We have women um, that's in our lives and partners that we have in our lives that we can connect you with that will help you to be able to really understand who you are as a powerful queen and be, so that you can be a strong mother to your children and a better example because they're watching and your daughters need to see that. Um, I also want to let you know, youth, that it's okay to be different. It's okay to say, no, I'm straight. I ain't doing that. Yeah, I'm good. I don't know. Nah, I'm not down with that. I, no, nah, I'm not going, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go over here and look after, look after my mama. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to school. It's okay. You don't have to die young. Mm. You don't have to die young. Okay. Um, reach out to us, man. We have opportunities for you. We got youth, uh, youth, um, job opportunities. Uh, we even sent, we even sent young people to aviation school before to learn how to fix planes and fly planes, things that, that, that you may have never experienced. We just took a whole group of young people to the opera to watch a black opera for the first time. There's so many things out here that you haven't seen yet, and we want to help you experience that. So reach out to us. And lastly, I want to say to our young artists and entertainers, I know you love the music. I know it's fun. I know it's lit. I know you love the beat. I know you love vibing to the music and you want to rap because rapping looks fun and it looks like a very easy way to come up and, you know, everybody doing it. And that's fine. If that's your true passion, go after it with everything you've got. But let me tell you this. You don't have to destroy your own people to be successful. Mm. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to destroy your own people to be successful. You don't have to follow what everybody else is doing. You know that you're smart. You know that you're intelligent. You know that you're not down with all the killing and the shooting and the drugs and all of that. You know you're not down with it. So be who you are. You don't have to put that in your music just to be accepted. I promise you, we're try we are setting up a, 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 um, a platform and we're setting up a, 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 uh, um, 
We're setting up tools. That's what I want to use. We're setting up tools for you to be able to make music the way that you really want to make it in a positive way where you can still do your music, follow your passion, and be successful. Um, shout out to Blackman Music Group. He got the, the hip-hop peace hub coming up. We have an initiative called Project Ice where you can actually learn everything you need to know about the music industry and use your gifts and talents to promote positive lifestyles and behaviors. Holler at us. Holler at us. And also, we're, we're looking for new artists. We're giving out record deals. Mm. We're giving out record deals. So holler at us, man. There are opportunities for you to do what you love and still be able to look yourself in the mirror and, and, and honor your, 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 your family and honor God. So just holler at us, man. That's my message to the youth for now. I could go on forever, but I know that this is an ongoing conversation. But if you want to reach me, you can you can go to our website, icewadent.com, find out everything about Icewad Entertainment. If you want to know more about the Circle of Brotherhood and the Peacemakers, you go to circleofbrotherhoodmiami.org. Okay, um, our phone number at Icewad is 305-848-5857. That's 305-848-5857, okay? And you can, um, follow, you can follow me on um, social media at iSquadENT1. Follow iSquad at iSquadENT1. Uh, let's see, man, we got so many. At iSquadRap. And again, my name is Lamont, but they call me Pop, P-O-double-P. If it ain't two P's, it ain't me. <laughs> All right, and you can holler at me anytime. You can holler at me anytime. You can, I'm easy to find on social media, Lamont Pop Nansen, or just look me up at, under my stage name, Pop the Ripper, P O Double P D A R I P P A. I just dropped a new album called Endgame. It's a powerful album that's really going to um, create a spark in the industry and in our community for the next generation. Because I'm ready to pass the torch. I'm ready to pass the torch. I'm looking for some soldiers. Come join the movement. Integrity, character, excellence. Let's change our community. Let's save our little brothers and little sisters. Let's save our grandchildren that ain't even here yet. Let's do it, man. We can do it together. God bless y'all. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That's the Miami voice of the Lamont Pop with two Ps. That's right. Lamont Pop Nanton. Brother, we believe in you. We're so thankful for you. I'm praying for you, man. Keep on grinding. We're going to make sure we drop all of that information in the description on this podcast so that you can have zero excuses as to how you can get in contact with some positive brothers that are out here in these streets, that know these streets, that been in these streets, that can look you in the eye, sit knee to knee with you, elbow to elbow with you, and tell you that there's still hope, that there's still room for change. So that is all, folks. I'm glad you guys joined in. I love you. Jesus Christ loves you more. Lamont Pop. Thank you for you for uh, sharing us your Miami voice. Thank you so much for having me, Darren. I really had a great time, man. I appreciate you. Peace I appreciate and blessings, you, brother. brother. No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate you, man. God bless. All right, peace.